0: Welcome to another episode of Living an Alter Life, and this week I am joined by one of my favorite people in the world. I've gotten to know this guy over the past year or so. I can't remember exactly when we met at a Kempsville run club, but I ran with this guy and I just, you know, just grooved on his attitude and the way he approaches life and everything and then I've got to know him a little bit more through some other adventures and man it's just been a blast getting to know this guy and I can't wait to introduce him to you guys so without further ado let's welcome in Mr. Master
1: Sergeant Matt Fish. Did I get there right? Uh, you got it right Mike. How you doing? Yeah, I,
0: was, I wasn't quite sure <laughs> if it was Mr. and then I was like no Sergeant and it's actually Master Sergeant isn't it?
1: It is. It'll be Did you Mr. Ever think here. that was
0: possible when you joined the Marine Corps, you know, 19 million years ago?
1: Uh absolutely not. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely that never thought that would be possible.
0: Cool. Well, are you ready to go for a run?
1: I'm ready. It's gonna all be right. slow, but let's go.
0: <laughs> That's okay. You know, you know my motto. Slow is good. <laughs> I like slow. Slow gets her done. So it let's does. kind of start with who is Matt Fish? Who is he? What does he do? Family? All that kind of good stuff.
1: Well, I consider myself a hobby runner. I'm a husband to my wife, Michelle, for going on 18 years. I'm a dad to Judson, Kinley, and Amelia, who I affectionately call my minions. They are 12, 10, and 8. And I am currently an active duty Marine for another year and four months. Then I will be a mister. I love running. I discovered that I love running slow more than anything, and I really enjoy going far. And that's what I do.
0: That is awesome. So full-time Marine, and how many years have you served so far? 22. Wow, that's incredible. So you joined right after 9-11? Yeah,
1: I went to boot camp in March 2002, so I guess not quite 22 years almost.
0: Okay, and have you deployed to either of the sand pits?
1: Uh, I went to Iraq three times, and then I got to go on a vacation to Spain as well.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that vacation to Spain. That was not a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that on a on a wee little run we had recently, didn't we? <laughs>
1: um, you probably know that better than I will, because uh, my brain wasn't one hundred percent there. So
0: <laughs> we're going to get into that too. That was so much fun. <laughs> You know, the best part about pacing people in runs is you still have a brain and they don't. <laughs> so the wildest things come out of the mouths and everything. And and we leave most of that on the trails. We only bring up a little bit of it. You know, we don't bring it all up, but it was so much fun. So we had a blast.
1: I'm so, glad you had fun.
0: <laughs> you had fun, admit it.
1: <laughs> it was the most awesome terribleness and i already signed up for the 100 mile so
0: i i saw that i was like yeah it didn't take long to get matt signed up for the 100 miler
1: nope that was the goal
0: how many how many i i promised at least one loop right pacing yep all right one loop it is so let's kind of talk a little bit about your running history because i mean you haven't been running long but you've
1: pretty much been running your whole life haven't you Uh, no. So, I mean, obviously anybody who knows anything about the military knows that we have to run as part of our physical fitness tests, even just to join, you have to run. Um, so when I walked into my recruiter's office, he asked me how fast I could go three miles and traffic had been really bad that day coming to his office. So I told him, well, it took me about 15 minutes. Traffic was really bad. And I hit a couple stoplights. And he laughed, thought I was joking. And I was not joking. I had never ran anywhere in my whole life before I joined the Marine Corps. So awesome. I guess, I guess you could say I started running when I joined the Marine Corps and then I truly hated it for, oh, at least the first 10 years. Uh, I only did it. They, they used to say the six mile club because we had to do two, three mile physical fitness tests every year. And that's, pretty much the only time I would run. And That's I I, awesome. hated, I hated every second of it. And then when Michelle was pregnant with Judson, I realized that I did not want to be, I realized how old I was going to be when he was a teenager. And I didn't want to be one of those old, out of shape dads who couldn't at least try to keep up with their kids. And one of my buddies ran track in high school and he's like i'll run with you i'm like you don't understand i i'm not one of those dudes if you run faster and yell at me to run faster i'll just stop because i'm already running as fast as i can he's like no we can walk or whatever so i was in edwards air force base in uh, the high desert it's near bakersfield california kind of in the middle of nowhere the space shuttle used to land there wow and so just lots of open desert and some hills and I started running and I kind of, it just kind of from there, it kind of became my happy place. I think I had run for a 14 or 15 mile run before I did my first official half marathon because I wanted okay. to make sure I could do it. And that was the La Jolla half marathon. In oh, wow. So your first
0: marathon was out in California, your first it was, half.
1: Yeah, it was, it was in La Jolla. And I found out after I finished that that was a race that a lot of people out there didn't do until they'd done many, many, because it was so hilly. I, I had no idea. I signed up for it because it was cheap. There you go. And yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't know that about this race. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, <laughs> this is your first half. And I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. That was a terrible course. Everybody else
0: is hating it and you're loving it.
1: Yeah, I thought it was great. But that was 2013. And then I ran a lot when I was in California. I used to push the kids in a double stroller when they were little. And then I guess when we were in Spain, on my vacation to Spain, COVID happened. And it happened two, about two or three weeks before we were supposed to come home. And Spain pretty much shut down everything. Like, they wanted us to leave. The United States didn't want us to come back. We couldn't fly, we couldn't come home. So, they pretty much told us, like, we're not going home and we don't know when we're going home. So, we were just stuck on this little base and there wasn't anything else to do. So, me and a couple of my buddies just started running. And it was one of those, like, Hey, we did 10 miles. You want to you want to run around the back of the flight line now? Uh, I think think I'm going to go back to take a shower. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and run around the back and then of course, nobody wanted to stop and everybody wanted to outdo the other guys, so I ended up doing a unofficial 50k while I was out there because the way my brain works, I didn't want to do a full marathon until i had done an official full marathon so i decided to do an unofficial 50k instead there you go um and the places my brain went and when i did that i enjoyed it so much that i did the shamrock um which that'll probably be except for the marine corps marathon was a with ainsley's that'll probably be the only marathon i ever do i just too crowded i mean if that's your thing, that's that's awesome, but it, too much for me. And then, right. then I did uh, just a training run in 2022, Smithfield. That was a 50K. And that and was then,
0: the June one or the September one or November that, one?
1: That was the, it was the eight hour. I did the eight okay, hour.
0: Okay, so it was November one. Yeah.
1: Yep. And then this past year, I did a 12 hour with Athletic Equation up here in Prince William Forest. And I got forty-seven miles. That's off my Garmin. I can't remember what my official. I think right. My and that mileage. was that was
0: a fun race, wasn't it? You had a good time with that one.
1: I did. I did. I felt great the whole time. I didn't. Um, I. At some point, my brain decided it would be a good idea to run. my My whole goal for that was just to move for twelve hours. So I wasn't even trying to run. And at one point, I did run a little bit. It was mostly the patented Mike Horner speed walking. And I felt awesome. Like I felt good the next day. I felt good during it. And then, you know, then I just did the double dog hundred K in December and I did not feel good the whole way through that, but I did finish and you
0: did, you did awesome. And
1: I would say the last three or four hours of that was some of the most absolutely miserable hours. And yet it was so much fun. I legitimately am hooked now.
0: You know, the weather reports are always wrong.
1: And, you know, oh. if you're going to run ultra
0: marathons, you might as well just get that in your head right now. <laughs> it, it did not show rain when, did when not. we started that last loop, did it?
1: Nope, it didn't. So I I used to have an alter ego when I drank a lot and they called me Matty. So there's this little guy in my brain that comes out when my brain's just gone. And Matt had packed cold weather gear rain gear extra shorts and he did not tell mike about where those were at so by the time my brain was pretty much on full maddie mode i couldn't find anything like <laughs> i think you found some gloves in my car which i didn't even know I gloves I had packed. in the car yeah and i found a a clean dry short sleeve shirt and a little windbreaker and didn't it was we
0: find I, a hat too I thought we found a hat. Uh,
1: we might have. I think we probably did. One of my one of my little uh, fleece neck gaiters. I, I like to wear those on my head when it's cold. But yeah, that was, And then it, it just it was pouring down rain at some points. It was just terrible. Yeah, Shivering were, were, at the there end. Were
0: points, <laughs> there were points when when it was raining so hard. It was like what are we chewing out here man i mean you could not see in front of your face you couldn't see your hand if you put it in front of your face that's how hard it was raining at times
1: yeah i um i actually told my wife that we were doing this and uh she goes oh he still wants to talk to you after uh after the 100k you probably don't even remember what you told him i was like nope that's uh i i really don't
0: it was it was quite the last loop. I mean, well, you know, I knew it was kind of going to be a struggle bus when I met you at the aid station on your second loop. And yeah. you were already a little calorie deficit and kind of getting beat up by the weather because it's humid. But then the weather yep. started to change from warm and humid to cool, which was very strange.
1: Yeah, so. I think that was the... That was the big aid station. So I think that's where I decided it would be a good idea to eat way too much because they yep. had uh, they had hummus and pickle tortilla wraps. And the, I love all of those things. And together, I love them even more. And yeah, it did not sit. They loved it,
0: your body really good when I no, met you. They, <laughs>
1: they, the start <laughs> they did not. They did not. Uh, the, somewhere along the road along the river. I finally decided to leave all of that beside the side of the road. And then I couldn't really keep much else down. I think I got some peanut butter at some point, but it was fun. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, you, know, you you moved well. I mean, I, I will say this. I know that you were frustrated. You were moving really well. But my, my biggest memory was when we were doing that rock scramble, which I guess is probably about three or four miles from the finish line. Is that right?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And I looked back at you, and every time you lifted your pole, your hand would shake. And every time you'd go to plant, your whole body would shake. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be interesting, because if I have to carry Matt for three miles because he's in total (laughs) hypothermia, this is going to get ugly, man. (laughs) Because that was those last three, four miles are not easy at all on a dry day.
1: No, no, they, the, the, I had Pat and I can't remember the other guy's name that, that set up that course. They do that on purpose. It's the, that last little part where you're coming to the finish line. And every time you come around that loop that it seems like the elevation there gets worse Then it does get a little slippery. Because everybody's going up and down it every time, yeah. but it's like you know it's gonna suck at the end, and you're like, oh my god, could they not have picked one of the nice flat grassy fields to put this finish line on?
0: That was awesome. Uh, Do you remember what you kept on asking me for? Probably about the it seemed like the last ten miles, but it was probably only like three or four.
1: Mm. Are we gonna Where's make the
0: it? Damn bridge! Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so i i got to the not last year but the year before i paced uh andy Payne from virginia beach just at the time he was just some random dude another another guy um from spark edwin called me and he was like hey man i just met this guy at whatever running store he was in and he's looking for somebody to pace him he's gonna be up your way so i just called this random dude and was like, Hey, heard you need somebody to pace you. I'm not fast, but I can move for quite some time. And I ended up pacing him for 27 miles to his last, for his uh, first successful hundred miler. Yeah. And he was doing something like they had a, there's one water stop. That's just the water bucket, just a orange five gallon water container. And he was doing that for, for like, Probably twenty of those twenty-seven miles I was with him. He's like, "Where's the, where's the orange water container?" Oh yeah, I I don't remember saying that, but I believe it.
0: It was the so bridge. Much fun.
1: The bridge is only like I don't know, three quarters of a mile from the finish.
0: Yeah, it's not a mile from the finish. I mean, when you finally hit the bridge, it's like, oh well, there's that bridge he's been talking about for the last couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it actually does exist. I thought it was all in your mind. Actually,
1: <laughs> oh man, oh that was so that was so awesome. It was yeah. that, it was just epically terrible.
0: It was pretty amazing. And you know what was really cool was I mean we obviously were moving well because we picked up one hundred miler. Yeah. Um, at the did he start with us when we started the third loop? I think he did. Yeah, and then we picked up another one. At the gunny aid station, who went yep. with us for a while, and and then he fell way back before we ever got to the bridge, and we thought that I think when we left the the big aid station, what was it called, gunny or no, uh,
1: Tubing Camp Tubing, to- yeah, yep.
0: So when we left there, I think we lost the hundred mile runner there, didn't we? We because we went out pretty quickly because I made you move efficiently through the aid station which you loved me for didn't you I, i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say any any bad words at
1: all <laughs> um I'm, i but you know I tell people that uh i i go to church and i I definitely love the bible and I love jesus but if you hang out with me long enough you're just as likely to hear me drop an f-bomb or 12. <laughs> as you are to hear me say anything about anything else
0: yeah you really wanted to hang out at to me a while longer
1: <laughs> was that the peanut butter aid station
0: that was the peanut butter aid station okay
1: yeah that was yeah. a good one
0: yeah that was well matt we gotta go we actually have to leave this aid station if we want
1: to finish the race
0: <laughs> and then we didn't catch up with that hundred miler again until he got lost going someplace I don't I mean I, I don't have a clue how you could possibly get lost on that course in the pouring down rain. But um he got lost someplace and we didn't meet up with him until I missed the turn for the bridge and he was standing there and then we both figured out where we were going. Because we weren't gonna ask you at that point. No,
1: that was definitely a good idea not to ask yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, he was very yeah. lost. He yeah, finished too.
0: He did. He was like he was the uh second to the last golden hour. Well, I guess. He and the other guy finished evenly right at the end.
1: Oh, that's with awesome.
0: Like 10 minutes to spare. I love that. That's my favorite time in 100 mile races.
1: I think I might have been more, at least as excited that he finished as I was that I finished. It was yeah. pretty awesome.
0: So, that 100K Devil Dog, that was kind of your first big, this is a fixed distance ultra marathon, wasn't it?
1: Yep, it was. So
0: what were your impressions of your first fixed distance versus the timed races in an ultra?
1: The timed races are, I think, mentally more relaxing because, you know, I, I like, I had a goal for, for the eight hour and I had a goal for the 12 hour and I hit both of them, but there's no cutoffs. I mean, I guess there's cutoffs for starting your last loop or whatever, but it's not the same, like with the 100k you're like okay i have to i have to hit this time by this and i have to where am i at and just check in check in the cool little card that the devil dog guys gave us that was just really awesome because you could look that down and see really how far unique.
0: if any race directors are listening to this you gotta go and look at what altered what devil dog does for the card that thing is invaluable that was yeah. that was a huge tool
1: yeah. A little plastic three by five wow. card with a little clip on it. And you just put on yep. your gear. That that was awesome.
0: Yeah. Cause you could just look at it and you knew exactly what time you had to get where it was, it was perfect. It was yeah. perfect.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the, the mental part of it is different for the fixed distance um, just because of that.
0: So which but do I, you like better?
1: I think just the timed is more fun. Cause it just feels like you're just out on the trails, just going for a run. versus the fixed distance but I I like the challenge of the fixed distance and obviously I'm going to do some more I already signed up for another one so there you go um, we'll see that's my my goal this year is finish 100 mile without dying and then 2025 after I retire I'm going to try to do the I'm not going to try I'm going to do swami shuffle and try not to die doing that
0: awesome so I've convinced you of it huh
1: yeah it puts it's I've always I have a very addictive personality so I have to be careful of what I get myself into so this is something that my wife supports and family supports and, and you know usually comes out if they can and and it's good for you you know movement is good so it puts my brain in a place that I, it's really hard to describe I think unless you've done it Um, and then unless you've done it, people are like, why would you, that's just really dumb. Why would you do that? I don't know. It's relaxing for me. I call it trail therapy or pavement therapy. And it really is. I say, well, people look at you a lot less weird. If you say, Hey, I'm going to the trails. I'll be back in a couple hours. And then they're like, where'd you go? I'm like, uh. Well, I wasn't really lost, but I kind of just zoned out for about 45 minutes and then realized I was a lot farther away from where I started than I was. So I was only going to do six miles and I ended up doing 12. Sorry. Yep.
0: The accident miles are the best. So for you, running seems like it's, it's like hitting a reset button. Would
1: you say that's accurate? Oh, 100%.
0: Talk a little bit about this setting the reset button and how it's helping you, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, relationships, all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, so I used to do, I used to drink a lot. Um, Nothing wrong with drinking. For me, I'm like a fat kid with cake. I just, I have to stay away from it for the most part. And then when I started running, that kind of gave me that same mental release, plus, you know, all of the endorphins and everything else that you get from it. And it's, it's healthy for you. And where in there that, that gives my brain the same kind of relaxation. Like it doesn't even, it doesn't make sense when I'm saying it out loud, but it, there's times when I'm like, Hey babe, I need to go for, I'll be gone for, I don't know, two, three, four hours well, how far are you going? I'm not really sure, but that's about how long I'll be gone. Do you mind? And she never minds. And it puts me in a good spot. Like there's times she's like, you need to go for a run. You you just need to go for a run. Go, 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 go for a run. You didn't run today, did you? The Marine Corps kind of took the fun away from running for me for a long time because you're not finishing three miles in 24 minutes or less. You need to run faster. I run with people now that 24 minute, three mile, that may be a life goal for them. 30 minutes might be their life's goal. So getting into the, even just five K's and 10 K's, the, the, you know, normal people races, and then especially getting in with the, the ultra community, it's definitely put the perspective back in like, Hey, you know, there's people that do hundred miles and they legitimately walk the whole time. They don't even try to run ever. And it's just all about moving forward and seeing how far your body can go for how long. And it everybody I've talked to that does this kind of stuff, it's it's more than just physical. It does something for your brain. And and I love it. So
0: has it helped your marriage? Would you say that it's it's helped your marriage in ways that you probably never could have seen?
1: You know, I never really thought about that. But yeah, it it has. Sometimes I'll go for a run and I'll be thinking about something and I'll come back and I'll be like, Hey babe, remember we were talking about this. I thought about this while I was running and it's led to some conversations after runs that have helped us work through some things because my mind is able to process stuff while I'm out there spacing out to the point where sometimes I will send her a text while I'm running. Like, Hey, when I get back, I'm not going to remember this, but remind me to talk about this. What about it, it,
0: with your kids? I mean, have you noticed a difference in your relationship with the minions?
1: Like, oh, dad, you're awesome. Um, and they're so like when I did the 12 hour, there's a little spot where you come out of the woods onto the parking lot. And that last loop I did, Amelia met me at the end and she's like, come on, dad, we got to run. So there's Shelly got a picture of us. I was barely running, but, uh, you know, that kind of stuff gives me goosebumps and makes the room get dusty because that, you know, to see them that excited, they hung out all day for that.
0: That's um, awesome. That's yeah. amazing.
1: What Judson fun. came I out for when
0: Judson crewed you at the eight hour. That was, yeah. that was so much fun. It was, yeah.
1: was your dad at that one too? He was. Yeah, My dad yep. came to that. <laughs> I brought him. So he could drive because <laughs> I knew my brain wasn't going to be quite right, and uh, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like to drive at night anymore. So you drove anyway. I drove anyways, yeah. and that day I learned that uh, although there's not that much caffeine in a serving of scratch, that if you drink the caffeinated one all day, uh, that's a lot of caffeine. I was I was strong. at the end. Um. Oh, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> awesome. I had the radio so awesome. cranked
1: up the whole way home singing. My dad's <laughs> like, Are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine, Dad. Just just perfectly fine. <laughs> all
0: good. Go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome.
1: That is awesome.
0: So let's let's talk a little bit about 2024. Where what are you I, doing in 2024?
1: Well, I already told you I signed up for the Devil Dog hundred mile. Yep. So that's happening. Um I'm signed up for It's called Sheets to Sheets. It's a trail race down in Dahlgren. Um, You know, I honestly can't remember which company does it up here. Okay. But uh, it starts at a Sheets gas station and then follows the Dahlgren Railroad Trail down to another Sheets gas station. Oh, awesome. And um, it's a pretty easy trail. And so Ainsley's Angels has two of their rider athletes that they did, I guess, a lot of for something and pick two riders to do it so i'm going to be using my legs to let them experience a 15 miler that's awesome um, on a trail that'll be yep. fun that should be uh, should be awesome and then i haven't signed up for it yet but i'm definitely doing the marine corps marathon again with Ainsley's okay. angels which they I, I know i keep saying ainsley's angels they are i accidentally Got, I say, accidentally with air quotes that you can't see because a lot of stuff that has happened with just people that I've met through running and stuff, I feel like, have been put in my life at specific points for reasons that I didn't even think about at the time. And I got linked up with Ainsley's because I, I don't religiously go, but there's a Fredericksburg area run club here that's just full of really awesome people, like some crazy amazing athletes um like uh, john calabrese runs up here that dude is ridiculous and but you coolest guy you ever met like he'd go walk 10 miles with you if you wanted to go in the woods and then he'll go smoke a hundred mile race
0: yep we're having him on the week after you by the way oh
1: awesome yeah awesome um anyways those folks linked me up with they needed some runners to push for Marine Corps Marathon. And I was like, I might have to walk. Is that okay? They're like, yeah, no, they don't care how fast you're pushing as long as you're going. So I did the fundraiser for that last year and did that. And it was uh, just such an awesome experience. I did the half with Avi Kelly from down there. Okay. And it was just such an awesome experience that when the opportunity came up to do Marine Corps, the full, I was like, yeah, I'll I'll definitely do that. That's awesome. You know, I love running, like walking, running, just forward movement. And to be able to use my legs that work just fine to help somebody who's don't to experience it. Was like I said, the the marathon, probably never gonna sign up for another one just to go run a marathon. But I'll do Marine Corps marathon every year that I'm able to with Ainsley's just just to share the experience with, with somebody who can't experience it on their own.
0: Yeah, that's special. What was that like as you're rounding that last turn and heading up Iwo Jima Hill? What was what were the feelings that were going through your head?
1: Um similar to Devil Dog, who decided to put a hill at the end of a race <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was cramping up so bad. The weather that day, they had to cut the, they cut the race off. Like a lot of people didn't get a full finish because they cut the race about they uh, they close off part of it and they close that like 30 or 40 minutes early because of the weather. It was so hot. My whole right side was cramps from about 13 miles on. Wow. I felt better though. My rider. um, he goes how much farther do we have I was like probably about an hour buddy and he goes oh how long have we been going I was like mm, getting close to five hours it's like five yeah. hours really I was like yeah man I'm sorry I told you I'm not fast and this weather's just kicking my butt today and I was pushing with Avi so it was two of us right and he's like oh man I thought it'd only been like two and a half hours so I was like oh well thank you
0: that's <laughs> awesome that is awesome and you got but, some fun stories out of that too. And I, you know. I,
1: I did, we had a blast. He was saying he's the same age as Judson and, you know, we were able to talk and he was taking pictures and calling his mom while we were going. It, it was a good time.
0: You want to tell the bathroom stop?
1: So <laughs> one of my favorite
0: stories ever. <laughs> yeah. So
1: <laughs> we're, we're going like, you know, just any big race like that, there's always going to be people peeing in the trees somewhere, no matter where it is. And Marine Corps is just so, I mean, it's just massive, so many people. And there, I was probably about two or three miles in after the start. And there was just like, just loads of people off in the tree line peeing like everybody. And I did the same thing that I would do with my kids and pointed it out because I thought it was funny. And he just thought it was hilarious. And his dad is a retired Marine. So same kind of humor goes with his family and just thought like took a video thought it, I made him promise not to send it to his mom until we told his dad about it at the end. And we get, I don't remember where it was in the race, but we got somewhere and he's like, I got to pee. And I was like, um, okay. He's like, well, let me see if we can find a porta potty. We'd already, we just passed some like a mile back, and I was like, can, can you pee by yourself? I hadn't really covered that with his dad before we left, and he's like, oh yeah, I can. I'm like, all right, well, let me see if I can find a porta potty. He's like, no, I want to pee in the woods. I'm like, you want to pee in the woods? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness, have you ever peed in the woods before? He's like, nope. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I found a border potty but it was closed. It was on the other side of the road. So somewhere in the middle of downtown D.C., there was small little patch of trees where some other people were pulling off. So I told Avi, I'm like, we're pulling off for a second, dude. He's like, what? I'm like, yep, he's got to pee. He's like, in the woods? I'm like, yep, he wants to pee in the woods. We're doing it. <laughs> so we just pulled off the side, pulled the little chariot up on the side. He got out, walked over to the tree line. I was like you you sure you know how to do this right he's like yep I'm like, all right he almost peed on a on a homeless guy who was sleeping in one of the bushes we're <laughs> like no not that bush dude <laughs> Go, go <to> this <laughs> other bush and then the best part about it is I was Facebook messaging with his mom after the race sending her a bunch of pictures and stuff and and um uh, She's like, yep, he told me about all the adventures, and that's just the best. That he won't stop talking about it. He was showing me the videos of everybody peeing in the trees, and you just made his his whole life today. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's awesome.
0: Awesome. That uh, is so I awesome. Had blast. One of my favorite stories ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, sometimes I have to watch myself with other kids because when we had kids, we decided we're just gonna talk to them like they're little human beings. We're not gonna talk baby talk to them very much. And so I've always had conversations with my kids since they were little babies. I used to walk around when they were little tiny and just hold my finger walking with me and I'd be having a full conversation with them. And people in the store would start talking to me because I wasn't looking down at the kids. I was just looking around talking. They thought I was talking to them and like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just talking to my kid. That is so (laughs) awesome. So
0: let's move on to another subject. I think I told you the word for 2024 is indomitable. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. You have to repeat it too. So mm, what does uh, indomitable mean to you?
1: Well, first of all, on a good day, my my brain is about 12 years old. So I every time you say that, I see the old Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie. The I think you one. to go
0: there. <laughs> I didn't do exactly what you're doing. and I see the,
1: I see the abominable snowman, so <laughs> indomitable <laughs> I had to look it up uh it just basically means that uh, what I got out of besides the the dictionary definition that you put was is you basically just don't stop, you don't give yourself permission to stop. it's not even an option um, you just keep going
0: awesome um, so how are you going to? play that out in 2024
1: well i was thinking about that today because we actually had some little adventures today and we listened to your podcast today kids wanted to listen to it and when when i heard that i was thinking about this past year sorry we're going back 2023 for a second oh, that's great michelle had cancer had cancer it's all it's gone now but we bought a house, all this while the process was going on to figure out how, what they were going to do to treat it and all this stuff. And, you know, I was super excited about getting a house and the house has everything we could possibly ever want and decided we're going to stay here in Fredericksburg. And it wasn't until after they finally got the tumor out and told her that she was clear. She told me, you know what, Matt, I, I really do like this house. And I'm like, well, that's really good. We bought it like five months ago. She's like, you don't understand. At the time when we were looking at this house, my thought was, yeah, this will be a nice setup if I die. They'll like it. I know that's a little morbid, but if you've met us, you've met us, so you know how we are. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen at the time. And so whenever, when I heard the word indomitable, and put that in just keep going. I think about her because she legit just kept going. Like there were some pretty rough times, but we, you know, we were buying a house. I had just decided I was going to retire. Kids are moving schools, you know, doing all this stuff. So we had all of this other stuff going on plus that. And then a bunch of other stuff happened at the same time too. That's how it works. But we just kept going. You know, there were some really terrible moments and some very happy ones and but we just kept going and carrying into 2024 now she's finishing up her degree so she can start teaching i'm finishing my degree because i don't know why but it's free so i'm getting one and just keep going we have huge transitions for both of us in the next 12 months 12 to 18 months you know i'm going to have to grow up and be a real boy and get a real job and figure out what life looks like and even the kids are we're all still getting used to me being home so much that the the role that I have now allows me to pretty much work bankers hours which I've never done and even work from home sometimes but all of us are that's just how we roll we just we just keep going no matter what because when stuff comes up you know like cancer and and different things You can stop and just kind of wallow in the misery of it. And sometimes you need to, sometimes you need to just stop and wallow in the misery for a minute. And then you just have to keep going because you don't know how it's going to end, but life's going to keep going on. I would say that um, God's done pretty well taking care of us. I actually pretty terrible about actually doing the stereotypical church thing and, and, my dad would be so disappointed if he knew some of the conversations I have, but I, I just go out in the woods when I'm running and I'll just be like, Hey man, (laughs) this is going on right now. Uh, and it really sucks. Uh, just letting you know that I'm, I don't like this. Um, and you know, it's, that's, that's where we're, that's where we're at. We, we have a lot of stuff going on in 2024.
0: And, you, you know, I think the thing I admire most about you, Matt, is is you you live a real life. It, you know, there's no pretensions. There's no, you know, trying to play like you got it all together and everything. You're just willing to just put it all out there. And what you see is what you get. And you're just living life, man. And I, and I love the way you're living life right now.
1: This weekend, my brother-in-law came up for New Year's and we've known each other. We started hanging out before he was my brother-in-law, actually. And so we've both seen each other go from staying up all night drinking to he's actually got into running and walking. And we got up and walked around for probably three or four hours together on awesome. New Year's Day. It's, it's cool to see and no, no regrets either on things in the past. You know, we did some crazy dumb things. We were young to see where we are now. And be like, oh man, this is fun. I enjoy this. That was that was great.
0: So take us out of here. Living an ultra life. You're probably one of the people that's been listening to this podcast the longest, which just impresses me that anybody's listened to most of these podcasts. But when you think about living an ultra life, what would be the thing that you would recommend to people and say, Man, if you want to live a full life, here's what you gotta do. What would you say would be your top things to do?
1: Mm. Man, I didn't take notes on this one, Mike. No, yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, this is a <laughs> surprise one, man. I'm throwing this, I'm throwing you a curveball, man. Got a
1: got a curveball. I would say that you need to find a community that you belong to, whether it's a church or a group of people or just a couple people find a community that you belong to and then find a way to give back to the community. Um, And it it doesn't have to be anything crazy, whether it's a running podcast of volunteering at a race or volunteering at a shelter or cutting your neighbor's grass or whatever it is. But if you actually take your time to give to other people doing something, And it can be something you love to do, but when you take your time to give to other people, it creates ownership of whatever that is, whether it's your neighborhood or your church or your run group or your city, whatever, whatever it is, Uh, it creates a feeling of ownership. And then that creates a, a feeling of belonging. You know, I have a lot of neighborhoods around here and they're everywhere where people move into these neighborhoods because it's a community. They call it a community. They have churches and swimming pools and community centers and all that. And sidewalks and everything else that you could ever want to have a community. And none of those people talk to each other. They all hate each other um, because you can't buy community. You have to invest in community. And the only way to actually invest in community is by doing something with your time for them, whatever that is. So that would be what I would say is living an ultra life is, is doing something with the community that creates an ownership and a connection and it changes your life. That is perfect
0: answer and way to end this thing. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. It is always a pleasure to get to visit with you and spend a little time with you.
1: Same Mike. I appreciate you. Thanks for
0: listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.